Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, everybody? This is Believe in the Punch podcast. I'm your host, as always, Karate Cam. Before we get into this podcast, I want you guys to pause right now and go download this episode. Why? Because this is episode number nine. Nine is my lucky number, and I'm really looking forward to this episode as we're bringing in new looks and how to increase overall general performance and then specifically applying it to the world of martial arts. Before we jump into the intro, I want to give a huge thank you to everybody that has been following and supporting this podcast. For those of you that follow on Instagram at InThePunch, know that we just hit a thousand downloads. While this is a small milestone, I'm really excited and I cannot thank you guys enough for the support. So please keep listening, please keep sharing, please keep downloading, and I look forward to the next nine. I also wanted to give a huge shout out to our continuous sponsor, Bet Online. I know that March Madness just finished up, but the NBA playoffs are coming up and sports are a year-round thing. I'm trying my very hardest to get karate betting going on on Bet Online, but other combat sports such as the UFC are on there, so please go check it out. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Now, without further ado, you guys know how this thing starts. Let's get it going. Yeah, the first technique I learned was a punch. So today's main theme is the importance and the use and application of recovery. Seeing as martial artists, we use our bodies all the time. Recovery is just as important as being able to actually practice our techniques. This is why today's guest is one of my personal sponsors, as well as a very good friend of mine in Dr. Randall Moore. Dr. Moore has his own chiropractic practice and is certified in a wide array of different things. Just to name a few, he has his CCSP, he's a certified chiropractic sports physician. He is a part of the Colorado Chiropractic Association. He's been voted the chiropractor of Boulder County several times and is currently getting his CSCS diplomat, which then allows him to become a certified personal trainer. So he understands the body very well, and we talk about the importance of general maintenance and seeing and helping your body out on a daily basis. Enjoy episode nine, everyone. Let's get it. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of none other than Believe in the Punch. Today, I have an awesome guest question mark yeah a very 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 generous i'm gonna say guest of mine he's uh one of my athlete based sponsors slash personal friend and mentor in dr randall moore you know put insert hype noises here how you doing today <laughs> good, good. <laughs> thanks for Love being on us. here yes yeah, there we go <laughs> so by trade you know because i obviously some people that come to my dojo know who you are, but for, for the general public, you know, what's, what's, what's the intro? How do we intro you? Who are you? 
Well, of all the different types of doctors on the planet, I'm a chiropractic doctor, and in particular, I'm a sports chiropractic doctor. So uh, it's kind of a niche market, if you will. That's how I ended up working with you guys. Yeah, so. I, yeah. I, I think I think it's niche, but not. But you know what I'm saying? Because you you work with everybody. You know, like all the way to even to even animals, which we can cover later <laughs> in 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 the show. But yeah, like like um uh so a Cairo by trade, but like there's other things that you're certified in as well, right? Correct. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. Well, so uh, CCSP, which is a certified chiropractic sports physician, but then also a CSCS, which you'll be familiar with as the strength and conditioning specialist. Yes, soon after my studies, right? Yeah, yeah but exactly. but like, uh, I mean, obviously, I know you, and like, I know I know about your story. So I think the first thing I'd want to mention is just like, what, why, why chiropractic? You know, why why do you become a chiropractor instead of a general doctor or? You know, because you, he, for, for those of you that don't know, he is the most awesome, nerdy individual that I know, you know, and, and <laughs> that's to put it blunt, right? But why, oh, why, you. why'd you become a chiropractor? What, what kind of led you to that path? Well, it's a, it's an interesting story. I, I almost would say that chiropractic chose me. Uh, growing up in my family, chiropractic was the last thing on my radar. They were kind of witch doctors and voodoo and all that wonderful stuff that sometimes that we hear. Um, I was actually an undergraduate school at the University of New Mexico, and I was basically fishtailing into uh, physics and then also uh, pre-medicine. So I, um, that's where I was going. Chiropractic was the last thing on my mind. But then I, had a, I was one of those uh, idiots that likes to crack his own neck all the time. And I had a, a bad experience with that where I cracked my own neck, as we would say then, and I felt a lightning bolt go through my body. And I was literally afraid to let go of my neck after that happened because I thought I was going to fall to the ground and be a quadriplegic. I eventually gained enough guts to let go. And believe it or not, I had that one in 10 billion where I could sit up straight, look around, and I could function. And I couldn't even turn my head to drive my car. And so I had that one in a million that everybody looks for. So I figured I better go figure out what that was about. And I went to my best friend's father of all things, who was a Cairo, even though I didn't really believe in them. And he sat me down and actually explained in a very concise and scientific way uh, what chiropractic really was, uh, why I had the problems I had, because I was a kid playing football and basketball and sports, taking, you know, twice the dose of Tylenol every practice, three or four times for every game day. And that's a, that's a heck of a prophylactic program for my liver for the rest of my life. And he was able to figure out that I was a birthing trauma. I didn't even know then. He told me some stuff about me that I didn't know. Went home, asked mom. She said, yeah, you're right. And anyway, one thing led to another. I ended up working with him and a lot of my issues got a lot better and it made me look at it. And I pretty much applied to one school of chiropractic, said, if this is supposed to work, they're going to accept me. And they did. And I pretty much went to Davenport, Iowa, sight unseen. Wow. So I, it's just interesting. Cause I think that's like a, a common theme with people that like resonate with what they do for long-term It's like, there's, there's a lot of times there's that one kind of like experience that, that kind of sets them in that direction. And then, you know, it's a, the, the avalanche effect, right. Instead of a snowball effect, cause now you're doing it, you know, and, and you're essentially one of the best at what you do, you know? So I think it's pretty crazy, but like, what, what, like what is the need for a chiropractor, right? For someone that doesn't know, especially for an athlete, right? That is putting their body through a certain kind of wear and tear. Like what, what is the benefit of going to a chiropractor? 
<sighs> well, that's a <clears throat> that's a the obtuse question. But I would say with regards to sports chiropractic, sports chiropractors in particular and pediatric chiropractors, um, they're very specialized to, to take care of a certain subgroup of our population. And a properly trained sports chiropractic practitioner can do a lot, of, a lot of work. You know, for example, when you and I went to Dubai and I was down in the physio area treating a bunch of the athletes. And then I think his name was Dr. Molahari who ran the facility came over and just started tearing open my bag, wondering what the heck I had in that bag, you know, and then apologized because he thought he was being rude. And I said, I, you know, I don't really care. But he was wondering what the heck I was about because I was doing everything from helping you guys with your contusions and your bleeds to doing a lot of the same stretches and warm up that he was doing to doing cupping and muscle stim and all sorts of crazy stuff and taping. And he was just, he couldn't put, you know, me in a context. So a sports chiropractor will do all of those things. As a matter of fact, sports chiropractors being a CCSP or a diplomate in sports, a lot of people don't know that, but that's uh, who's running your medical programs at the, for the U.S. Olympic Committee for sports programs. It's a sports chiropractor. Wow. So highly trained people for specific sports in general. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I think that was one thing that stood out. It was like um, when in, in first meeting you, um, it, it, it turned from like general maintenance of like muscles and how, you know, my body was functioning. And then um, we, we, you were working through the, the movements with me. And that's why I was, I was shocked at first. I was like, what the heck is this? You know, like why I, this is the first person that's ever really been like, okay, well, based off of how you move, let's, let's, let's work backwards and see where that's stemming from. Um, because I originally, you know, like there was a point in time where I, I have hips that lock up. And if I, if I stand up too quick out of a chair and my, my hips are just not in the right way, they'll, they'll lock up and I'm essentially paralyzed for like five minutes, you know, until it gives. And, and, and at the, what we're going in like early 2018, at that point in time, my dad was like, just go give this guy a shot. Just go see what happens. <laughs> And I mean, lo and behold, obviously, like it wasn't the one time thing. I remember going in there and, you know, you know, I'm hearing the voice, the, the, the words of like, dude, you're pretty contorted, you know, like you're like pretty worked out one way, you know, and we'll, we'll, we got to get in a few times. I was like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, whatever. And I was like, you know what? We'll give it a shot. See how it goes. And lo and behold, man, this is like, this has been my one-stop shop for everything. And, and, um, <laughs> the person that I text <laughs> immediately after anything happens. <laughs> so I think that you, you mentioning all the different, all the different sectors of what goes into like a sports chiropractor is, 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 is important because it's not just, okay, I'm going to crack your neck or we're going to, we're going to crack your back. You know, if there's, there's multiple right. different pieces that go into that. Well, and if you recall when, uh, when I first met you and we were, I was kind of looking at you. Um, was right before one of your big tournaments. And I actually told you that I recognized you had a lot of pelvic issues, but I wasn't about to touch it yet. Mm -hmm. Because I, I kind of walked you through how if I do that right now, it's going to make you altered enough out on the mat that it might screw you up. So right. I didn't, didn't do that at first. And then we had to kind of work you out. But you know, to, to your earlier question, in general, chiropractic can be very confusing to the general population. First of all, it's for anybody with a spine. You know, that's why I've adjusted newborns to people that are really old and on their way out. But if we can remove the context of, you know, trying to crack a back to, you know, get rid of pain or asthma, which sounds weird, but you, you speak the neurology and the sympathetic nerve system and how that affects the lungs and how the bronchioles won't dilate. If you really 
talk the science, people, people get that. And that's what it took for me. So um, people will understand that. The other confusing part about chiropractic is I can send you to 10 different chiropractors and you can have 10 different experiences. It's not like going to your medical clinic where it's this preset protocol that you know what flavor you're going to get. So that confuses a lot of people, the different experiences with different chiropractors, but they're all chiropractors. What does this one do? And uh, it, it, we confuse the public with our message. So if chiropractic didn't work so well, we would have killed ourselves a really long time ago, you know? Um, so that can be confusing to the public. At the same time, there's a lot of great stuff to offer within one profession. You've got everything from nutritional specialists to to pregnancy specialists, to sports specialists, to people who do specifically animals, all your Kentucky Derby win winners, they all have chiropractors. And, and like, that's, that's what like gets me the most is because like, uh, you know, obviously we're all made up of bones and muscles and tissues and things like that, but that how it translates from literally one species to the next, right? right. That's, that's wild. Well, I mean, like bringing it back to more of, more of like, our niche, right. In, in the combat sports world, you know, I, I, it, it struck me by surprise going back to what we talked about, about me coming in that first time. And I mean, to note on that, <clears throat> you told me that yeah, after my first adjustment, you're like, man, you have practice tonight. I was like, yeah, yeah. And you're like, you're going to feel a little off. Like, don't be surprised. And I was like, dad, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Like I've done everything. I've done everything up to this point. And I went and lo and behold, man, I could, my distance was absolute trash. Like I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't get, it's not, the training was no different, nothing special. I was like, man, this is just weird. My body's firing at a different rate. This guy knew what he was talking about for one. I, I don't know what's happening. So I mean, and, and just to see how much of a difference it made in, 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 you know, activating a different part of your, like your, your body in that realm was, was pretty, pretty, pretty cool. Right. But, um, you know, you're, and you're actually, you're a great example when it comes to um, different levels of athletes. Um, like I recently had a new patient that goes somewhere else. We won't mention where it's trans kickboxing. Anyway, she's highly <laughs> trained. She's highly trained. And I had explained to her, although that she's <clears throat> highly trained athlete, she's been doing it for, I think, 25 years, that she had some issues that were going on where she actually was not firing right. Her muscle activation was so off kilter but she's strong and she can function. All of the problems she had were so insidious that she didn't know how she got there. And you're an exact example. You're strong, you're out there, you're kicking butt, you're winning matches. And then for some crazy chiropractor to say, hey, you're really off kilter, you're gonna feel different. You're like, <laughs> yeah, right, buddy, uh, whatever. Right. Um, and then you are, but all of that comes from the adaptive nature of your, your nervous system. I mean, you're nothing without your nervous system. Yours had compensated around your problem. You didn't know it. And so by adjusting you, we just turned on your body's awareness to immediately trying to self-heal and self-correct. And that's why you actually felt off kilter. It, yeah, it's, it's funny, right? Thinking that a body could get used to something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Well, like uh, it's something that also got me too, is the fact that you were like, hey, this is how you punch, right? This is how your hips are moving through. And I was like, ah, that does, how do you, how do you know? Like what, what martial arts experience do you have? Uh well, I asked my parents uh, my entire life to get into karate and it was like, well, you do, do you want to do track and field or do you want to do mm, track and field? Yeah. So I track and field. Um, but as I got into undergraduate, I started with a karate program at the University of New Mexico. It was a Shotokan uh, program. And then I went from there, I went as high as a brown belt there and I went into do some Shoshin Ryu, some Jiu-Jitsu. And at that time, I specifically sought out a female instructor. And in this case, she was a female instructor who had had an auto accident 
And I figured I'm a bigger guy. So man, we tend to rely on our strength. So I figured if there was a good person that could do a good job of teaching me not how to rely on my strength, this is it. And it was great because I went back and sparred with some of the guys back in the other male instructor class, the Shotokan. And it was, it was, it was very different. I appreciate it very much. It was more, if you will, like we'll refer to earth form or water form fire, you know, very water oriented, very much like women in martial arts. I actually think fight much more efficiently and smarter than the men because they're not as strong generally. So they're much more efficient in their movement and trading spaces. They're much more wise in a way. I don't mean that for all fighters, but I mean the general fighters. So I really enjoyed that experience. And then as I got into grad school, I did some Taekwondo. And then I happened to know a bunch of guys going to school with me that were ex-seals, rangers, green berets. And so we would go out and play around and have some fun. So it's been a long path, but it's been a little while now since I've been actively involved in any of that. But I have enough experience to recognize what you were doing and try to apply my knowledge to what you were going through. Right. I actually didn't know you did Shotokan, but I like I because I, that's the style I do, right? I actually never knew that until right now. Well, so talking you... about your hand Shodan. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's 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 like a cool surprise. It's a little Easter egg for me. But um what like has there has there is there something that you would like see as like, you know, like karate athletes might have more trouble in this region of their body versus like, you know, jujitsu or Taekwondo athletes having trouble in this part. Like, is there, is there a certain thing that stands out when it comes to uh, ir like irregularities? Um, specific irregularities. Um, no, I mean, well, the, the Taekwondo, those in Taekwondo that are advanced enough to really want to do a lot of leg mechanics and leg fighting, they tend to have more ankle and knee issues, I would say. Uh, other than that, you know, like the true uh, group that is TIE fighters, like kicking walls and strengthening their body and their density, you know, creating density in their bone, they're always beat up, right? They're always yeah. like micro-fracturing their tibia and that kind of stuff. But I wouldn't say there's vast differences in my experience from one to the other. There's, I would say there's more of a difference in levels of participation, how much you've excelled, like, uh, early on, young athletes, kids, they, they tend to be all messed up in the nutrition department. You know, uh, advanced athletes, man, you've got that honed down. You know what time you eat what and how much protein, how many carbs, you've honed that in. But then the advanced athletes, especially those such as yourself and others trying to get into the Olympics, you're much more in danger of overtraining because you want to be so perfect and have everything so uh, regimented and honed that we work, 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 and we forget to actually recover and rest. <laughs> yeah that and that's how I was that's actually what I was going to that, that was going to be my next question but like what what is like is there a go to thing for you or like a checklist that you have for when you're working with athletes of like what they would what they should be doing as far as their recovery goes uh, yeah, I'd say it's a mental checklist just having done it for a long time you kind of get rid of the paper lists. Yeah, that's so yeah, I, fair. I, I would uh, yes because I would say my high school especially my high school level athletes because that's when most of us start really getting good at a thing. So I've got karate athletes, I've, I've got runners, I've got dancers. And um, it wouldn't be unusual to have an athlete come in that has a certain problem, you start working on it, and it elicits a certain amount of pain. And then they look at you and they, they look weird, they look glossy in the eyes. And you realize that they're maybe going to pass out on you. Now, what I'm getting at is those high school athletes are really nutritionally screwed up. Um, they go, they don't eat breakfast, they work all day, uh, they're, or their breakfast or the only thing they've eaten all day was a bagel. Some s sort of small carbohydrate that spikes the insulin, 
crashes their carbs, they come in and they have a vagal response right in front of you when you work on something and make it painful. I won't mention names, but this happened, wink, wink, to one of uh, your athletes <laughs> that works with you, that I pegged him. Yeah, yeah, him and, him and a couple others, I pegged him like, you're eating like crap, here's what you did, because this is what happened. And, and kind of like your hip problem, look at me go, uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You know, so that, that age group, it, it, you know, so I got to know whether I'm dealing with my kind of my nutritional crowd or my overt non-recovery crowd or, or other people that have just their certain way of doing things that they just beat themselves up and just do a bad job of these things. So really it's age and mechanics. Yeah. Know, they're, they're training, I guess, really. Right. Is there, is there like one thing that you have as a go-to that, that you recommend for all athletes that they should do? Besides, well, besides see you three times a week. No, I actually don't even see me three times a week. <laughs> That's like the old joke, right? You go to the chiropractor. I don't want to go. I got to go three times a week for the rest of my life. No, right. I yeah. <laughs> no, I want to minimize how often you see me. If I'm doing my job, you'll get to see me less and less and less. True. Know? True. Um, I, with the athletes, I do look a lot at initial nutrition, but I have them literally fill out a nutrition sheet to be real honest and tell me what they're eating. I don't care if it's a Twinkie and a piece of tofu just be really honest let's figure out where you're at so we can we can put that together first because i can adjust you and straighten up your nervous system and you can train but if you're eating trashy foods and you can't rebuild and you cannot recover none of that would be uh, as pronounced and beneficial as it would be if you're not eating the right kind of foods and taking care of yourself uh, on that note i would say uh, in a way is a kind of a, a red flag notice on this is and i talked to you about this there's a huge issue in all combat sports, especially the sports, even girls, soccer, et cetera, is a big one, but for concussions. Now, what I mean by that is I'm doing everything I can to teach every local coach a little bit of a prophylactic nutritional protocol to give the brain what it needs so that if you get whapped, that you can deal with it better and then how to deal with it nutritionally for concussions. Because a lot of people run around with concussions, traumatic brain injuries, don't have a clue. You rub dirt on it, you keep on moving. So there's a lot of people out there that could really take a prophylactic protocol so that when that does happen, they do, they fare much better with it. Yeah. I mean, I remember coming in and you, you, you asked me, you went through my, I mean, not like basic nutritional needs, right. We're looking more at like the specifics, right. The niche for like me is who I am right with my personal supplements and asked me what I was taking, you know, a, to get muscle inflammation to decrease and then B to help the brain, you know, cause obviously I'm not getting knocked out in practice every day, but like, you know, that I'm taking those shots, to the chin, whether it be kicks, hands, whatever. And one that's just a little harder might not seem like anything in the moment, but we're just trying to back it up. So, I mean, you're, you're looking at like the full, the full circle here, right. The, the whole spectrum, which is also why I appreciate, you know, working with you too. Cause like as a coach, right. With both within my studies <clears throat> right now and just experience, you want to be as well-rounded as possible, right. <laughs> you're not, you're not niched, right. Oh, Right. Oh, I mean, I adjusted you, but there's another problem. We can't figure it out. Oh, wait, let's go through that checklist. And I think, I, I mean, I value that. And I think that's how we maximize our performance as well. And it, it is pretty cool. Um, what challenge, like what, 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 like, hmm. I think it'd be an easy one to go off nutrition, but like, is there another challenge that you have dealing with athletes? Except for the hard heads, you know, like, <laughs> despite that. Yeah, you know, it's got, it falls in line with what you're studying, and that is uh, persistent states of relative anxiety. I'm a chiropractor. I don't get into too much sports psych. You and I know that I do some of that, but then if it gets beyond 
then I definitely try to make the appropriate referral, but especially the more finely tuned we get, you know, you got the very beginners who think like they're never good at anything, the young kid, and so they're an emotional wreck. Uh, but then you get the person who's got so much expectation and stress about this event coming up that they're an emotional wreck. And so you got to figure a way and help these people develop a way to use positive states of anxiety and a positive outcome for success versus, uh, you know, difference between distress and eustress. Distress, you're so stressed you can't handle it, you collapse. Eustress, it's just the right stress. It builds you, makes you stronger, and fortifies you. So I'd actually say that the different levels of anxiety of the athlete, and of course, if they're not functioning right, if you can't kick properly and you're ticked off because of that, and your, your chiropractic doc's not fixing that, then we're just adding that state of anxiety, you know, helping get better physically, mentally, emotionally, et cetera. Right. And I mean, we're, we're talking about like the general athlete population, but like what, like, and I mean, you stated earlier, so th like, this isn't relevant, but like, it's okay to bring kids to chiropractors, right? Oh yeah, uh, every hospital in the area. I have special training in pediatrics. I'm actually trained in a technique to help uh, reach babies turn. It's called Webster's technique. So I've been to every hospital in the area and I've seen newborns. Now, be very, very clear. For some people who don't know that go, what, you're gonna crack a baby's neck? Mm, no, we're not gonna do that. <laughs> but we're gonna go through it and the nurses love it. You know, they'll kind of watch as you go through and you do the same neuro exam that you watched them do when the baby was born. You're talking about APGAR scores and, and you know what that is. And then you show them how to hold them upside down and assess them and go through and really do some of the most gentle techniques that looks like you're doing almost nothing or you're doing nothing. Um, so I've been to every hospital in the area looking at newborns and people bring me their newborns all the time. And it's a very, very different treatment. But then again, you don't treat babies. Even in sports, you do not treat small children as though they are many adults. They are very, very different. You've got to know what you're doing and treat them accordingly by their physiology and not just a small version of Cameron Madonna. Right. Right. I mean, is there, is like, what, what do you look for specifically within, within child, like childlike, like athletes, you know, like I would say like what, un, like preteens and even younger than that. Well, most, most child athletes come in and they've probably never been to a chiropractor. So a lot of that checking up is some of the basic stuff, quite honestly, it's a, t a twisted hip mm. from a lot of the fall injuries, just learning to walk or a lot of head and neck, upper neck stuff, because you got to think that by relative body weight and size, your head is huge. So when you're <laughs> a little bitty, you fall down and you smack your head a lot, mm. but you know, you're not going to say, ow. So a lot of kids come in and they've got upper neck issues and then a little, little mildly twisted pelvic issue. But with a kid, it's so much easier. You don't have to use the other force. You barely do much. They respond very well because they haven't trained the compensatory pattern of that injury yet in the body. So ironically, even though they're easier to work on, it's actually much more important in a way, nothing against you, right, as an athlete, but to get kids looked at early so that you can prevent all that stuff from happening so that when they come in at 25 or 30, they're not a train wreck. You're trying to unwind 30 years of trauma. Right, right. No, that, that, that makes sense. And I mean, I think that goes into the aspect of like, and you're, you're looking at long-term right there, but it's okay to come and see you when nothing's wrong, right? Yeah, that's the best visit ever. I love it when patients get to that, that point. I mean, ideally, let's say a patient's coming to see me every three months and they're coming in, they don't even hurt. Great, because if you don't need to be adjusted, I won't. But if you do, it's just little stuff. And we can correct that little stuff before it's big stuff. It's like your tire being out of balance. You're going to balance and rotate your tires early. You're going to wait till they're trash in the front and recycle them to the rear. Right. 
<laughs> right, right. No, I mean that, and I mean we we want to stay high functioning through daily life as well, right? Not just for competitions or anything like that. Absolutely. Yeah. I still I still want to be able to pick up things, <laughs> you know, keep moving around. Um, well, you know what? Every every multimillionaire on this planet and billionaire, if you ever go ask them that all their billions, what they would spend their money on if they could go back and do it all again, guess what the number one answer is? It's their health. They'd go back and they'd take care of their health more than they did so that where they are right now being asked this question, they're in a better state of health and wellness. Right, right. And I, I think you, you just paired wellness to that, right? So it's not just about your general health, but the like how 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 good you are throughout being healthy, right? Like right. There's, there's there's multiple aspects to that, which again, go back to like why why I love you so much and and you not just being one dimensional as as a human being or 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 my or my 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 doc, you know? <laughs> right. But uh, we, we, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but I, I you came on a Premier League trip with me. We roomed together, not by Dr. Moore's choice, right? But <laughs> we roomed together. <laughs> what, what what was it like for you to come to an event, right? Like essentially at our highest level? Well, first of all, it was a fantastic time. I loved it. Uh, I was busy seeing everybody. So it's not like I got to go out. That one time we went to the Wiz Khalifa, but I did not do a hell of a lot of sightseeing. You know what I mean? <laughs> Burj Khalifa. Burj Khalifa. Oh, for, yeah, sorry. I, yeah, I'm digging the wrong, I, you know, I'm not going to sing any songs here. But no. I the Burj <laughs> You're feeling both. That's, I just know it's in your head now. <laughs> that's my American thing yeah. right there, right? <laughs> yeah. So I didn't get to go see much, but it was a great time and uh oh worked with a lot of the different athletes it was challenging because the table that i was supposed to have never showed up um but oh, really? i didn't know that yeah 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 so when i was working with you guys we were just working flat on the ground or back in the uh the training room it was funny because they kept that place locked up like fort knox so it was hard to get in there right um in their physio room but uh you know when i was working with you or tom or any of the other number of guys man we were doing it right there down and dirty on the mats, working it. And that's actually one of the things I love about what I do is I can take these two hands anywhere. You know, I, I, I have fancy tools, but I don't need fancy tools. I can work on you with my hands. I can adjust you anywhere at any time. I've adjusted people in airports. I've adjusted on cement benches. I adjusted you on the benches and stretch and got you ready before your event. So yep. just working with all of you guys, getting you prepped, you guys and gals, right? Getting everybody prepped to go out there and do their best. And then to be able to fix you afterwards if you got walloped or whatever so it was a kind of a before and after thing but the absolute experience of working with you guys and uh, my most surprising takeaway was to be out there and only see the italians and then the japanese japanese had like i don't know 30 physios right they were yeah really yeah the italians had two and nobody else had anybody and i thought well this is really strange mm -hmm. and then people were trying to figure out who the heck i was and what i was doing you know and, <laughs> and i was too busy with you guys and other people starting to try to ask me if i'd work on them i'm like well i'm kind of committed to team usa here you know but uh it was just the experience of being able to work with everybody it was just a great time i'd love to do it again yeah and it is interesting because i i think a lot of people that just are you know they don't know right they think we travel with a the full staff, right? Masseuse, Cairo, PT, right? Everything right. recovered for you need for any, and the only really the only times that's ever happened for me was a world championship, Pan American, both games and championship, and Dubai when you came for the <laughs> Premier League. Right. That's about it, right? right? That's that's honestly been about it. And um, I mean, of course, it's like something that 
you know, we, we should do and implement and stuff like that. But, but that just goes to show, you know, like it's not something that is continuously there, but um yeah (laughs) yeah that's about it what what like was there something that ever stood out with like or i I should ask this was there anything that like you saw between all of us that that like needed to be worked on or was it i mean each body obviously has its own things but like i i was like i always wanted i want to have something i could look out for you know within my my group the kids that i work with so it's like was there anything that you were noticing between all of us that that was similar yeah, and I'll kind of answer that in a backwards way. I was surprised, <coughs> excuse me, I was surprised at some of the athletes, and actually your coach Burns, when I saw him out there for the, the Rocky Mountain Tournament, gave me the same response. I am surprised at how many of you guys doing what you do haven't had your ankles and knees adjusted along with your hips. Um, so I, every one of you, ankles, knees, hips, persistent thing whether you're big in, the, big in the kicking department or not, it really didn't matter. Those things I found hadn't been tended to. And that was to me very surprising considering most of you have at least been to a chiropractor at one point or another. So that was a common theme, but also at the same time, it was interestingly an untended to mm. common theme. I remember working on Coach Burns and he was like, holy cow, what are you doing to me? What is all this stuff? And I said, well, get it walk around. He's like, oh my God this is awesome. I should have this done 30 years ago. And I was like, I thought you'd been to chiropractors. Yeah, but I never did that. So that's, you know, it's just like the ankles, the knees, the hips, all that lower stuff. So you guys can move fast and efficiently, et cetera. A very common thing. Right. Wow. You know, and yeah, I mean, I, I low key, that's like the mic drop right there. Enough said, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're, we're talking about like the, this, the, the stigma of us having, you know, a whole travel team that goes with us and that being around, but not being around, you know, what, what stigmas have you had to, had to essentially go through being a Cairo? Uh, well, I will say it's improving. Um, <laughs> but unfortunately, un- unfortunately, I would say uh, I'm guilty, you know, I told you growing up, I didn't think much of chiropractors. Um, a lot of people through either no experience or very limited experience have an awful lot of opinion about something they have no experience on. So, you know, you're not a real doctor. You don't know what you're doing or you're not trained in neurology, radiology, whatever. So this, this held belief by some that, you know, you're not a quote unquote air quotes, real doctor. Mm. There's lots of different types of docs out there. Um, but you know, chiropractors, basically so many of us, you, you all go to med school, but then you diverge off and one does, you know, triage and pharmacologics and, and hospital training. The other goes off into, you know, physical mechanics and adjusting and PT, et cetera. So dealing with that stigma sometimes is uh, a little bit challenging. It'll definitely humble you. <laughs> sure. Yeah, for sure. It frustrates well- my wife more than not, because she works in surgery with a lot of these people. So she's had to set some people uh, straight once or twice. And of course, I love attending their surgical cases. And some of them are really good. Other people are surprised. I know what I know about what surgery they're doing. So it's experience, man. They just don't know a lot about what we do. And that makes it hard for them to refer to us if you don't know what we do. Right. And I, and I think that's one of the main reasons why I wanted you on the podcast is because I feel like a lot of people don't know what you do, you know, and, and, and how all encompassing it is between like, how many times have I got in there, you know, to, to get something different done, you know, <laughs> like, right. you know something different worked out or, or anything or, or the amount of knowledge that I've, 
you know, gained all the things that I've learned and how to take care of myself, you know? So, I mean, as a, as a closing statement, is there anything that you like would want to tell people listening about how to help better take care of themselves? Well, uh, I'd say if you uh, envision some, some schools of medicine have a, it looks like a pie chart and it's got these different subcategories of different healthcare providers that make up the complete pie. Uh, chiropractic should be in there. I mean, because in its purest, simplest form, chiropractic is about the full balanced function, homeostasis, if you will, of your nervous system. If your nervous system's functioning fully, then you'll be functioning fully. Otherwise, you have little compensations, little challenges, and we work specifically with that. Now, a lot of different chiropractors do different things. Some adjust hands-on, some use instruments, some use nutrition as a part of their protocol. Really, all of that is really, really important. But as a part of your healthcare team, there does need to be a neurology specialist that is sub-surgical, meaning not a neurologist or a neurosurgeon. Um, somebody to keep that up to par, just like you would do your annual physical or, or all these other things, just as that participant in your healthcare team, that wheel of care to take care of that part of your well-being. Because again, your nervous system controls every other thing. So you really should, most people should do a better job of taking better care of it. Right on. Well, you heard it here first. <laughs> well, thanks for being on. I really appreciate you, Dr. Moore, for doing this and taking care of me. Unfortunately, uh, you're going to be moving in the near-ish future, right? Uh -huh. um, so anybody in the new area should definitely come and see you. <laughs> yeah. That'll be a conversation for a later time. For yeah. another time. Yes, definitely. Yeah. But I still well, get to come back and work with you guys. And all that's you well, you don't really have a choice at this point. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's about it. Thank yeah. you for being on. Thank you for taking the time and uh, we'll, we'll be in touch. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. Big thank you to everybody for tuning into another episode of this podcast. This really, truly would be nothing without everybody listening. Before we close out today, I want to give a big shout out to my second sponsor of today's episode in eBay sneakers. If you're looking for the original marketplace to buy any sneakers, whether hot new ones or retro old ones, eBay sneakers is the place to do it with people to authenticate and make sure each pair is a great pair. This is the most reliable place you can find sneakers ebay.com slash sneakers the world's best destination for online shoes now as always please subscribe please download and please keep listening to these episodes i have some big interviews coming up and i'm really excited to share these with you guys but for now take it easy and keep training and as always remember to believe in the punch have a good one everybody Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.